Yeah, actually, that's a very subtle question. It's um, sort of the balance between um, bringing, calling back, calling to mind the truth uh, of unity and all perfection and all completion, like Ross says, uh, higher self, complete and whole and perfect, calling to mind that reality as a practice, as a way of being, versus um, thought-based self-investigation, psychological self-understanding, thinking through, talking through, emotional, personal process. Would you say that 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 is similar? That's uh, one summary of your question? Um, Well, I think that um, both need to be done as, you know, uh, as needed, uh, PRN, as a doctor's prescription might say, uh, <clears throat> in the sense that uh, when we have a problem, I think it's good to apply the uh, thought-based process. You see, uh, I've said this a few times in lectures before, the <clears throat> guy named Ray Vespe, V-E-S-P-E, who had who was the counseling director at CIIS, one of the integral counseling centers where I uh, did internship in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, He said, if you can't see through it, you have to see it through. If you can't see through it means if you cannot see its emptiness, um, you need to see it through by thinking and, and usually talking out um, the specifics of the psychological process or, you know, causality and, you know, ramifications and causes and effects and uh, acknowledging uh, deeper meaning and, and um, moving out of those distortions by thought versus um, being able to see things are empty, which is akin to um, realizing the big view in a moment that all is complete and whole and perfect. When there's a problem, we have to address it honestly to for to really solve it. <laughs> to really solve it, we have to really address issues frankly, honestly, without avoiding. Uh, how's the best way to do that? Well, I think it depends on the issue, depends on the person, depends on their level of development, depends on any specific um, process. So... <clears throat> I wouldn't say one is better than the other. Um, as one goes on further, uh, it's easier to see th- to see the emptiness of uh, problematics. It's also easier to dwell naturally in the awareness of complete and whole and perfect. Uh, some people use that as a kind of spiritual bypass. Obviously, that's not a good. That's not honest. Actually, you know somebody has a problem and they're upset about it and then they say, well, you know, everything's complete and everything's perfect anyway. But actually, they're still upset and um, they haven't discovered roots to it. The roots are still, uh, the roots are still uh, implanted. And just saying it's perfect doesn't help, actually. Even though it's a form of avoidance then. So, uh, Rod talked about those four practices, uh, look in the mirror, see the creator, look around you at objects, and look around at, op- at people also, one, two, three, see the creator, and then the moment contains love. Uh, 
that's sort of making a practice of absolute view, right? There's the two views, relative and absolute. The relative is where we do the personal working of psychological self-analysis or thinking things through, seeing it through, or, you know, seeing it through. Um, the absolute view is uh, associated with seeing emptiness or seeing perfection, which, which go both ways, or, or it's really two sides of the same absolute view. Non-duality, impersonal, transpersonal. And um, it, it's just critical not to get stuck in the personal and not to use the transpersonal as a means of avoidance. And so long as we're not doing that, I think one can let one's mind be free and go whichever way it seems right at the moment. <clears throat> so not getting stuck in the personal and not avoiding it by um, sort of a, a little bit of a dishonest use um, of the transpersonal or the absolute. Or, you know, is it safe <laughs> to walk around feeling things are fine? Well, <clears throat> it's fine to, to, to be in that way, it seems to me. Um, so long as it doesn't become a trance, you know, so there's the, the link in to the two forms of meditation in Buddhism, vipassana or shamatha and vipassana, or vipassana mindfulness that leads to moment-to-moment -moment awareness and response ability, the ability to, to have a real-time, clear, or love-wisdom-balance response in the moment, versus shamatha, samadhi, which goes to the jhanas, which is a trance which is where people um, basically get attached to um, blissful states. Blissful states is akin to <clears throat> absolute view, or absolute view is the uh, conceptual, conceptual interpretation or conceptual explanation of jhanic states, or trance states, or blissful states. Uh, when, you know, it's like if you're walking down the street and an uh, 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 old lady or a child falls down in front of you, uh, and you're in, and you're attached to a jhanic state, or you're in, everything's fine, good. What are you going to do? Walk by and say, you know, have a good day, and let them lie in the in the street? No, you would pick them up. But if you're too much stuck in, you know, if you're attached to that blissful state or unity or non-dual, you know, a non-dual condition, then uh, you might. Uh, avoid responsibility. So I think it's a matter of um, being natural, trusting yourself, trusting your process, um, acknowledging that, that being attached to either the um, analysis of personal process, which is people who are always thinking about themselves, thinking about their process, versus attachment to blissful, you know, samadhi states, uh, non-dual states, uh, even walking around, both uh, attachment both ways is no good or is you know of limited value. It's okay to be, you know, sometimes attachment is necessary, <clears throat> um, so long as the person gets out of it eventually. <laughs> but walking around in the world, um, if one is well, one is well. It's great, but I think one should never forget. One should not close the heart or um, cut off from the reality uh, of the collective around us, in some sense, if one's there. Um, yes, spiritual bypass in that case, uh, I think would be, you know, whenever there's an avoidance of the personal, physical, material, conceptual, 
interpersonal, social, emotional, you know, anything below the, 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 below the diaphragm. <clears throat> you can say that um, avoidance of um, catalysts associated with lower triad um, dynamics, whether there's blockage or not, <clears throat> um, avoidance in any way of anything, any experience in body-mind, including interpersonally associated with lower triad, closely associated with 3D space-time, particularly body-mind, is spiritual bypass. On the other hand, walking around thinking of the starving people in Africa or thinking about all the suffering in the world is itself a form of an attach attachment. And so, you know, I, I remember I once got very deeply connected to the suffering of humanity. Uh, I mean, more than normal, normal, and felt it very, very viscerally and had a sense that how could I ever be happy in this world where there's so much suffering ongoing 24-7? And I didn't, I never answered it, um, but, the, but the state changed. And um, I didn't stop the change. Um, which means I didn't, you know, I wasn't in, in I wasn't uh, paralyzed by grief um, after a time. And uh, it's, <clears throat> um, I think that, that there's nothing wrong with that so long as one is um, centered or one wishes to keep open heart or keep heart sensitivity. There's a phrase there, there's a, in 8929, from the raw material, uh, the, what I was looking for was something related to this dynamic of um, where to pay attention, where to focus, or the proper, the proper um, direction of attention um, as a general principle. And Ra, Don asked, what was the attitude just prior to harvest of those harvestable entities of Ra with respect to those who are obviously unharvestable, um, <clears throat> meaning those on their own planet, I believe, who are not harvestable because they got stuck in certain ways. And Ra said, those of us which had the gift of polarity, this is 89.29, those of us which have the gift of polarity, meaning positively oriented, felt deep compassion for those who seem to dwell in darkness. This description is most apt as ours as a harshly bright planet in the physical sense, there was every attempt made to reach out with whatever seemed to be needed, and that's the real principle of non-interfering uh, non, um, service, is making attempt or any attempt uh, to offer what seems to be needed. Not what I want to give necessarily, but what seems to be needed that I can give. And then, they, then the critical line here is they said, however... <clears throat> Those upon the positive path have the comfort of companions, and we of Ra spent a great deal of our attention upon the possibilities of achieving spiritual or metaphysical adaptation or work in Indigo Ray through the means of relationship with other selves. Consequently, compassion for those in darkness was balanced by appreciation of the light. That's the kind of balance, that, that's a higher triad balance. <clears throat> a higher triad block it, a higher triad balance where higher triad here means four five six uh, there are other ways of looking at it also you could say that five six seven is also higher but um, the balance is uh, looking down and looking in or looking out 
uh, to those in suffering and, and looking around to one's companions in joy or in love or in community. And when the need, you know, when, when an opportunity for service comes, we can meet it if, if we're really balanced and well. Uh, when it doesn't, we don't. Um, rushing out to find those that are suffering to try to help them in this world may be fine, <clears throat> um, so long as that seems to be natural right action for that person. So I think that there's no, there, there's no um, one-size-fits-all formula other than the principles of balance and um, heart, heart open, you know, heart sensitivity and moment-to-moment -moment awareness or moment-to-moment -moment sensitivity to the needs of the situation uh, and being true to one's own way. <clears throat> and um, putting all that together, <laughs> hopefully one stays balanced or one, you know, at least knows what some kind of return to balance could be. And that, that attempting to stay in balance or attempting to return to balance, attempting to be present and um, be responsible to catalyst as necessary. This, it's all very subtle, I think. But I, th I think it also depends on, you know, where one's come. One knowing knowing motivations, like in any relationship, part of what part of what nixes or um, makes big trouble in relationship between wanderers and those who are not, or people who are spiritually oriented and those who are not, when they finally discover that, is that their motivations for being together are not the same. One may be seeking safety, security, and um, or material support, and the other one may be seeking deep communication for mutual personal growth. <clears throat> and uh, there are then limits to those, or, or each the degrees to which each person is seeking deep communication and mutual personal growth. They, the, the degrees may be different and not compatible sometimes, obviously. So, I think I think the thing is, when you're well, be well. <laughs> and when it changes, be there too. And when somebody in suffering appears to us, uh, <clears throat> get a sense of where they're coming from and what seems to be needed. What seemed to be needed. It's a very nice way of putting it, as Ra did. Um... So I think all that 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 all of that is um, uh, walking open-handed, <clears throat> and um, when we're attached, the the hand is the fist is clenched, the hand is clenched to a fist. We're holding. When we're holding, we can't receive. And open hand walking, you know, walking in the world open-handed, um, is hands available for linking with others um, and not being attached to our own state whether it's, you know, uh, distorted or, or non-dual, apparently non-dual. Yeah, I mean, psychological process um, should be given its due. You know, give to Caesar what's due to Caesar, Caesar. meaning give to the <clears throat> personal mind or the specifics of an interpersonal situation what seems to be due or appropriate, um, what seems to be needed. And sometimes that means thinking real deeply, like, what's wrong with me? <clears throat> what, what, what's the basis of my strong emotional reaction? What's this all about? And thinking it out, or speaking it out. And then other times, the mind is well, 
and there's no need to do anything to that either. Some people can't be well with that. Uh, so there is some kind of deep trust, self-trusting involved in um, being uh, sensitive to the right, you know, right use of attention, to the right, you know, to um, proper direction of attention, because that's what we're talking about here. So it's like in meditation, that's that's actually a training ground for that, or vipassana practice. Mindfulness is lots of stuff comes up in mind body that's unimportant. One can note it and go back to the breath. Yet sometimes process, particularly thought and feeling, comes up memory that we naturally take note of and get quote stuck on. But it often is useful to think it through. Like what's going on here? Like like any kind of body symptomology. You can say it's all fine, but it'd be helpful to understand it too, <laughs> particularly if it doesn't, if it persists and is uh, disturbing. <clears throat> so it, it's um, being being centered, being grounded, being honest, being real, not faking, not avoiding, not running away, not playing little games in the mind. That kind of attitude, I think, is is what leads to um, right right focus and right response in general. So, but thank you so much. Um, and um, take good care of yourselves. See you next week. Okay, good night.